Welcome to the Attracting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithRoy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithRoy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello again, and welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. My name is Roy Biancalana. I am your host. And since this podcast is dropping in early January, I thought that I would address weight loss. So... This podcast is titled A Mindful Approach to Weight Loss because it's sort of the resolution time of the year. And I don't know what percentage of resolutions are about weight loss, but I'm sure you would agree they're probably pretty high. (laughs) Okay, It's just an issue. I, I plan on losing some weight early in the year and focusing a little bit on that in my own life. So I'm not unusual. I think a lot of people are doing that. And so because of that, I thought that I would share some some mindful perspectives that might and hopefully will make a difference, you know, in your life and in your approach to your health and your fitness and your your weight loss and your body and so forth. Now, at first glance, you know, you might think, wow, this is a little bit off brand for Roy. You know, Roy talks about relationships and, you know, attracting lasting love. And I would say, "Mm, okay, this might be a little off brand, except your primary relationship in your life is the one you have to yourself. Right? Isn't that true? Wasn't it Jesus who said something like, love others as you love yourself? Meaning, if we don't have a very good relationship to ourselves, if we're not very good at self-love and self-care and so forth, um, we're going to have a real difficult time loving other people. So I think this whole issue of weight loss It really does surface some issues of how we feel about ourselves, about how we love and care for ourselves. It really surfaces issues around ego and essence, right? So the issue of losing weight and body issues, they strike at the very core of sort of who we are, and what makes us tick. And so I want to devote some attention to this because the better relationship you have with yourself, the better you are prepared to create quality relationships with other people. But the more that you're in conflict with yourself, the more you have self-hatred or self-loathing or even self-disappointment or, you know, the, the more you don't, you don't feel good about you. You don't feel good about who you are, the choices you're making, the the way you're living, the way you're eating. And the, the more you don't feel good about you, the more it just sabotages everything else in your life. So in reality, I think we're we're pretty on brand here. Okay. Now, what do I mean by a mindful approach? And I'm sort of going to contrast the conventional wisdom on weight loss and present to you 
which might be some new ideas, maybe some things you've never heard before, but maybe you have. Um, but I'm going to spend some time giving you a mindful or conscious perspective on our bodies, about weight loss, and that sort of thing. But I don't intend this to be presented as if one is right and the other one's wrong, one is good and the other one's evil. I don't, it's not that way at all. Um, the conventional wisdom on weight loss has got some wonderful things to, to say, uh, but as does the mindful approach. What, I, what, where, where I would come down on this is I would just say, in my experience, and it's not just me, but in my experience, the more mindful approaches to anything in life just seem to work better. They just seem to deliver better results. It's not that one is right and wrong. It's just that one seems to work and the other one doesn't. Okay? So I just that's, that's the only thing I want to say about that is I just feel like if you adopt some of these mindful perspectives, you're going to find that they work and you're going to get the results that you want to get, perhaps way more so than you ever have doing a lot of the conventional approaches because I'm guessing if you want to lose some weight, this is not something you're just wanting to do now for the first time. Right? <laughs> You've probably been wanting to lose weight a lot. Uh, you know, maybe for years, maybe for decades. And since you're still wanting to do it, then that must mean whatever the approach you're using really hasn't worked very well. Because if it did, then you would be happy with your body and your shape and your fitness level, and you probably wouldn't even be listening to this podcast. So I want to ask if you're open to a mindful approach, if for no other reason, then maybe the other approaches haven't worked very well, right? No shame. Nobody's wrong. You know, none of the fitness gurus. I'm not saying they're nuts and they're, they're off base. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying maybe be open to, to some different perspectives or additional perspectives because the stuff you've been doing hasn't been working maybe as well as you would have liked. Okay? All right. So having said that, what do I mean by a mindful approach? I mean, to anything. Now, the word mindfulness, you know, um, it's kind of a difficult word to describe. Um, but I use it in terms of when you're mindful, you're paying attention. Right? It means... You're bringing awareness. There's an alertness. There's eyes wide open. You're paying attention. You, you know, you're, you're present. You're aware. You're conscious. You're awake. You're dialed in, right? And so the phrase I want to use is paying attention. A mindful approach to weight loss means you pay attention to three things, Okay. Here's my outline. The mindful approach to weight loss means you're paying attention to your motivation. You're paying attention to what you can control. And you're paying attention to your emotions. Okay? Now, all three of these things 
it is my opinion that they are for the most part left out of the discussion about weight loss when you are hearing conventional wisdom. In other words, a lot of the conventional perspectives, they don't talk that much about your real motivation for wanting to lose weight. They, they don't talk a lot about what you can control and what you can't control and the ramifications of that. And they certainly don't talk much about the psychological or the emotional element in weight loss. Okay, But the mindful approach does. So let me walk you through these things. Let's start with paying attention to your motivation. And so before I get to that, I want to, I want to, I want to sort of back up a bit and then we're going to, we're going to work toward motivation. You're going to see how motivation is a part of this. Um, Stick with me on this little journey. So in the conventional realm, what you will find in terms of weight loss is a lot of information or knowledge, right? I don't care what kind of diet plan or program you want, but they're filled with information and knowledge, whether it's keto, whether, I don't know, there's so many different diets out there. And there's diet books and videos and YouTube videos and blogs. And I'm sure there are a million podcasts on weight loss and stuff like that. And they're going to, they're, they're heavy, very heavy on information and knowledge. Okay. Learning about foods and calories learning about body types and learning about, you know, um, how much to eat, when to eat, you know, learning about workouts and, and, and how it affects what you eat. And right. There is, there's a whole world of information and knowledge on weight loss. And, and yet the obesity rates are still sky high. So here's my first point. You aren't overweight because you lack knowledge. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> you aren't overweight because you just didn't know you're not supposed to eat a whole bag of potato chips. And you're not overweight because you didn't know that, oh, I should be eating fruits and vegetables. Oh, shit, I wish somebody would have told me that. You're not, you're not overweight because you didn't know that you shouldn't be eating fast food five, six, seven times a week. Okay? You're not overweight because you lack knowledge. You have all the wisdom and knowledge you need to really be an absolute Olympic fitness person, right? You could be, you know, Jillian, is it Julie Michaels or Jillian Michaels or Arnold Schwarzenegger? I don't know. Who's your fitness person, right? Who Who's ripped? You are not like them because they know more about fitness than you, Okay. <laughs> You don't have 5% body fat and just lean muscle. You aren't, you're not ripped because you're stupid. You're not ripped because you lack knowledge. You're not ripped because 
you're not committed to it. You don't want to eat a certain way. You don't want to commit to a lifestyle. You don't want to do what you know you should do, right? So it's not a matter of knowledge. It's a matter of facing your real motivation, your real commitment of what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. So it's about willingness. It's not about knowledge, right? If it was about knowledge, we'd all be skinny and ripped and able to run a marathon and do whatever, right? If it was about knowledge, McDonald's would be out of business. <laughs> so, um, so that's a very important part of this is that you've got to get really honest with yourself that what you don't need is to learn more stuff. Now, when I say that, I don't mean to say that it's not helpful to know that you should be eating. And again, I'm not a nutritionist, right? So I'm not an MD. I'm not speaking that way. And so I'm just speaking of the general knowledge. I've been a professional athlete my entire life. Okay. So I've worked with nutritionists and, and so forth. And I've had fitness trainers throughout my whole life. So I, I'm probably more knowledgeable than the average bear when it comes to health and fitness, but still. I'm not, you know, a certified nutritionist with a degree from Stanford or I'm not an M- an MD or anything like that. But there's a certain part of the knowledge where you know that you want to eat higher protein. You want to eat lean proteins or plant proteins, but you you need a high protein, you need low carbohydrate And the carbohydrates need to come from fruits and vegetables, not processed foods, right? You know that. And you need good fats, right? And you know that if you eat more calories than you burn, then your body's going to store those calories because your body's afraid one day you might not find food. So it's a survival mechanism. Your body's going to save the extra calories for a rainy day for a day where you might go through the winter and not be able to find food, which might have been true 100,000 years ago, right? So our, our body saves extra calories on the off chance that it might need them in the future, and that's what makes you fat, okay? This is very unscientific, okay? I'm not giving you all the the ways the fat cells work and, you know, I mean, you, you, you can go to Peter, Dr. Peter Atia and, and others for some, the real medical and scientific understanding of, of the body's retention of fat and so forth. But if you, what I'm saying is if you eat more than you burn, you're going to gain weight. Now you can have conversations about, you know, what the, the quality of the food is, Right. Um, but by and large, if you eat more calories than you burn, you're going to go the wrong direction. Or if, you know, so, all right. So you know all that, right? You know that you're, what you're supposed to eat and what you're not supposed to eat. Um, there is some good information that you can get on your body type that might make a little, a little bit of a difference for you and, you know, portion control and things like that. Okay, so I'm I'm not discounting the knowledge part. I'm just saying when it comes right down to it, 
if you're overweight, it's not because you don't know what to do. That's my point. And it makes you face, it makes you put your attention on, it makes you pay attention to the mindful approach. It makes you pay attention to the real issues. And the real issues are your willingness to change your lifestyle, to commit to a program. I could almost sit here and say any weight loss program, and there are dozens and dozens of them out there, right? They all work provided you do one thing. You actually do the program and you stick to it and you don't cheat. They all work. Pick one. They all work if you do them, right? So this helps us put our attention on where it needs to be, and it keeps us from playing games with ourselves and and lying to ourselves and deceiving ourselves. And oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch more videos. I'm gonna buy this book, and I'm gonna download this person's program. You are putting your attention in an area that's not going to help you. What you need to pay attention to is: Am I willing? Really, am I willing to change my body? Am I willing to do what it takes to stick with it, to commit to something, to to make a change in my lifestyle, not necessarily to do some diet fad or some incredibly intense program that lasts two months or three months? So, yeah, you'll shed a bunch of weight, but you'll yo-yo, right? We all know the yo-yo effect. That's because we're not really changing our relationship to food, and our lifestyle, okay? So this first point that the conventional approach focuses on knowledge, the mindful approach focuses on your willingness. That's so important that you put way more intention uh, of your attention on, am I really willing to do this? And if you are, great. If you're not, just own it. I'm really not willing to stick to a program to make a change in my lifestyle and to move forward. I'm just not willing. You might even, it might even be good for you to say, as of right now, if you weigh more than you want to, you should really look in the mirror and say, I am not committed to losing weight. Because I'm not. Right now, I have a certain body size. I weigh a certain amount. And I'm committed to whatever that is because that's my results. See, in the mindful approach, your commitment is not something you intend to do in the future. Your commitment is your current results in the moment. So for me, I'm probably about 10 pounds heavier than my ideal, you know, my fighting weight, my, uh, my ideal weight. So I'm committed to being 10 pounds overweight. How do I know? Because that's what I am. I'm committed to it. I've made choices. This is what I've got. It's not because I've lacked knowledge. It's because I've been unwilling to do the things that I know I could do if I wanted to lose those 10 pounds. So I can't harp on this enough. You're never going to get anywhere if you put your attention on trying to find better information, better knowledge. Ooh, the new, the new, the new latest diet, the new latest thing. Like right now, it's all keto, or then it was Adkins, which is nearly the same thing. And eh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
someone's going to come up with a new plan and new plan is going to say, oh, this is going to lose all the weight. This is it. This, you don't even have to change anything in your life and you're going to just shed pounds. <laughs> I love those advertisements. I'm sorry. You don't have to change anything. You don't have to change how much you eat. What you eat, when you eat, how you eat, you just do this and you're just magically going to lose weight. And I can't believe the number of people that fall for that, um, but they do. So you could wait for some new fad, some new information, but you're still going to have to face, am I willing to practice? Am I willing to commit and change my relationship to food? Okay. So that's where we come to motivation. What's, what's really motivating you to want to lose weight? Now, here's what I found. When your motivations are ego-driven, meaning you want to lose weight because you want to either impress or attract or do something for your image, to be seen a certain way, to be thought of a certain way, to get approval from others, to feel connected to others. When our motivation to lose weight is ego-driven, you're going to find you won't have the real willingness to stick to it. There is something about ego motivations that don't last. Oh, they are great motivations in a short-term thing. It's like, oh, you know, somebody in my family is getting married in three months or I'm getting married in three months. Oh, my God, you want to look good in your dress or you want to look good in your tux and, you know, or... Uh, I've got my my class my twentieth class reunion or whatever number it might be. Oh, that's coming up, and so I want to look. I want to you know. Oh, remember that guy in high school I liked that never gave me the time of day. I want to make him wish he could be with me now, right? When we're doing it for that, those are great motivations. <laughs> I mean, you could basically starve yourself, you know, to fit in that dress or to make that impression at a class reunion or something like that. But as soon as that event is over, you're going to yo-yo back. Okay? Now, if that's worth it to you, then do it that way. I'm No judgment. But I'm just saying, if you're looking for, like, a consistent sustainable thing um ego motivations don't provide like a sustainable discipline uh, a sustainable motivation but when when your motivation is coming from essence right like that deeper part of you not that shallow egocentric part of you but when it's coming from a deeper part of you and that's the part of you that is simply about love, right? When, you're, when your motivation is that I want to love myself, I want to treat myself well. And I want to be good to myself. I wanna, I want, I've got this body that I appear to be living in for, I don't know, 70, 80, 90 years. Um, I want to treat it well. I, I want it to last. I, uh, I, I just love myself. I want to be healthy. 
right? When, when you're wanting to be healthy and, and your motivation is coming from a good place, from a place of love rather than from a place of fear, because if you're coming from ego, it really is fear, whether you see it immediately or not. But if you think about it, you're, the ego is fear-driven. It's fear-based. And, and fear is a great motivator in the short term. I don't find it to be a great motivator for a consistent period of time or for the rest of your life. Okay? But love is. And so if your motivation is, I just want to be healthy. I'm not trying to impress anyone. I'm not trying to get a partner I'm not trying to make anybody jealous. I'm not doing it for anyone else. I'm I, 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 none of that. I, I, I'm doing it because I simply want to love myself. I want to be good to myself. I want to be healthy. That that will create a willingness to make a lifestyle change that will last. So there, I just want you to stop right there, like full stop, and say, if I'm making a New Year's resolution to lose some weight right now, why am I doing it? Is it coming from ego and fear and wanting to impress and do it for others and that kind of stuff? Or is my motivation wanting to be healthy, wanting to love myself? Which one is it? Because depending on which one you choose, that's going to make the most important impact on the issue, which is willingness. The willingness to stick to something, to commit, to have some self-discipline, to say no to some things that you know you shouldn't eat even though they might give you a temporary good feeling, right? Ice cream and candies and sweets and ooh, on the short term, that's good. But you know it's not leading to health. It's not, not leading to, to self-love, right? Now, having said that, life is too short not to have a damn cookie or to not eat a piece of bread, right? So most, if there is good knowledge out there from the conventional wisdom the the good the good sources of knowledge will talk about a program and they will include a cheat day they will include some time where you can go off program and do what you want for a day and just be able to enjoy life and life's too short to not eat pizza ever again okay pizza's not a healthy food sorry it's just not neither are sweets and processed breads and crackers and chips and you know the stuff you're not supposed to eat but who wants to go through the rest of their lives and never enjoy some of that right so good programs say you're going to probably eat 28 meals a week right maybe four times a day well four of those meals you can go off the reservation do whatever you want live large right any good weight loss program is going to tell you you can't drink alcohol. It's just empty calories. Okay, so you're going to go the rest of your life never having a beer or never having a martini. I'm Come on now, right? So if you are getting some knowledge and 
the knowledge isn't giving you some grace periods and and saying, hey, you can go off program once in a while, relax, um, then I I think you're getting some really, really um, bad information. But that, I think you already know that part. Again, that's the knowledge part. It's the willingness. Are you willing? And you're going to have trouble with willingness if it's coming from ego. If that's the reason why, your motivation, why you want to lose weight, it won't be sustainable. If it's coming from essence, you want to love yourself, you want to take care of yourself, it's not about how anybody's going to see you. It's just, I want to be healthy. I want to have energy in my body. I, I want to be able to move. I want to be able to play with my grandchildren one day. I, I don't want to be in a little walker when I get old. I want, to, I want to do what I can to be healthy and be active and, and have energy in my body. That's coming from love. That's coming from a good place. That's sustainable. Okay? All right. The second thing you would pay attention to in the mindful approach is what you can control and what you can't. Okay, I heard this from Dr. Gay Hendricks. Oh, man, it's got to be 20, 25 years ago. And the more that I contemplate what he said, because he's like was one of the first people I've ever heard say this, the the more it makes sense to me. He basically said (laughs) he basically said you can't lose weight. And if you if you you can't control your weight. And he's like. And when I first heard him say, what do you mean I can't control my weight? Yeah, I can. I can control my weight. He's like, no, you can't control your weight. And I'm like, yeah, I can. And he said, all right, go stand on the scale right there and lose five pounds. Come on, do it. Right now, lose five pounds. Go stand on that scale, lose 10 pounds. Can you control your weight? No, you can't control your weight right now. Well, right now is all you have. Right now is all there is. So you can't control your weight. You can't make your weight change right now today. What can you control? You can control what you put in your mouth and how you move your body today. In other words, you can control process. You can't control the outcome. But see, the conventional approach is weigh yourself every day, focus on the number, focus on the weight, focus on how your clothes are fitting, focus on your size, measure, measure, numbers, all that stuff. That's a distraction. You can't control any of that stuff. Focus on process. Focus on now, the present moment. The mindful approach is about now, right? It's about presence. And when you really feel into this, you recognize there is no past, there is no future. The past is something you're thinking about now. It's not happening. The past is not happening anymore. But you could think about the past now. The future, there is no future. There is no such thing. I mean, go experience next week right now. You can't, but you can think about the future, but you're thinking about it now. So now is all there is. The present moment is really all that exists. And so what can you control? Well, I can control what I'm putting in my mouth. And if I'm exercising right now, 
So this might seem trivial, but if you turn your attention away from the scale and what it's saying and what your goal is, oh, I want to lose, you know, I want to lose 1.5 pounds per week. And if I do that, that's about going to be five pounds a month. And if I do that for this year, I'm going to be 60 pounds. No, now you're way out in the future. You're, you're, you're talking about things you cannot control. You're putting your attention where it doesn't belong. All you can do is now. Today, I'm going to eat the right things, the right amount, and I'm going to move my body in some way. That I can control. Now, we all know if you are consistently in the present moment controlling what you're putting in your body and exercising, you will end up with a result. Your body will respond. But it's really a big deal. Really, it doesn't seem like it, but it's really a big deal. I mean, I would advise people, don't even bother weighing yourself in once a day or even once a week, maybe once a month if you want to. It doesn't matter what the scale says. Because all you can do is, what am I going to eat today? And the benefit of this, see, if you don't like get numbers focused, you will not disappoint yourself. As someone who has weighed himself every day, okay, if you've done that, you know that your body weight will fluctuate a couple of pounds depending on what you eat, when you eat, how much salt is in something, and you can do really good three, four days in a row, and you weigh yourself, and like oh, nothing's happening, and then you get discouraged, and it's like, I'm going to get McDonald's french fries. Fuck it. Not, it's not working, Right. When you focus on numbers, you, you, you create emotional type things, which is what we're going to get to next. But if, you don't, if you're not weighing yourself, you're not putting your attention on the scale or on the results, if you have a day where you cheat, where you kind of went off program and it wasn't planned, you had a, you know, quote, you had a bad day, right? I ate, I ate, some, I ate some shit I wasn't supposed to eat. Fine. What are you going to do today? All you, can, all you have is now. Are you going to eat the right things today and exercise today? So you can recover from bad days better when you're not looking at the, at the scale and all your numbers and all your goals. You won't get yourself disappointed. You can just begin again. Begin again. Today's all I, all I can do is eat the right thing today. Even if I effed up for the last 10 days in a row and had pizza like every day, okay, all I can do is not eat pizza today and, and get some exercise. That's, that's all I can do. Do you see how? So it becomes simple, it becomes doable. It's sort of like you can get your head around this. It, it doesn't become like, oh, I want to lose 60 pounds or I want to lose this by this date. And people see people think that if they have some sort of goal, it's going to motivate them. I don't find that to be true. Unless the goal is all I'm going to do is control what I can control. And I can't control the past or I can't control the future, but I can control today. I can control what I put in my mouth. 
day. This is why like an AA, what do they say? One day at a time, right? You tell an, an alcoholic you can never drink, you can't drink again the rest of your life. That is overwhelming. It's like, oh my God, the rest of my life? I'm 35 years old. <laughs> you know, it's going to discourage them. It's going to be too much. No. One day. Just don't drink today. That's enough. Just don't drink today. And then you get to tomorrow. Just don't drink today. Just don't drink today. So it's the same way with this. Oh, I got to make these big changes. I got to lose all this weight. I got to make this and do this. And it's overwhelming. No. Just eat properly today. Can't you do anything for one day? (laughs) Right? I mean, you could eat nothing for one day. I mean, you could do anything for just one day. That's all my focus needs to be. Well, shit, I could do that. I can eat a little vegetables and a piece of protein and, and have a couple of those kinds of meals and I can get some steps in. I can get some movement. If, if, if you're just saying one, I'll give you $5 million if you eat an impeccable diet today and walk for 20 minutes. How many of you could do it? <laughs> you do it, right? You, I could do that, right? But if I said lose 100 pounds in a year, oh my God, wow. Right? Oh, that, be, that becomes like difficult. It's, 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 right? What's that old Zen Buddhist saying? You know, uh, how do you eat an elephant? No, just one bite at a time, right? Just focus on what you can control, okay? Don't focus on outcome and numbers and results. Be in the present moment. Say, I am committed and I am, am I willing to eat impeccably today and get some exercise? That could be the first thing you say to yourself every day you wake up. Am I willing to eat impeccably and get some exercise today? If the answer is no, that's fine. At least you're choosing it. At least you're just being honest. No, I'm not. I'm going to a holiday party and I'm getting a hammered. <laughs> and I'm going to eat all those little appetizers and I'm going to have like 4,000 calories and... That fine. At least you're choosing it. You're 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 deciding what you want to do. But there's a pretty good chance that you could wake up in the morning and say, "Yes, I am willing," because I want to be healthy. Because I, I love myself. Because I want to treat my body well. I'm not trying to impress anyone. I'm not trying to do anything for my own image or my own ego. I just I want to be healthy. I want to have energy in my body. So, am I willing? to eat impeccably and exercise today. Put that on your refrigerator. See what happens. Okay, lastly, the mindful approach to weight loss is to to put your attention on your motivation. It is to put your attention on what you can control and what you can't. And lastly, it's to put your attention on your emotions. How many of us are aware of emotional eating? Duh. Okay. This one I say for last, it might be the most important one. 
there's, there's a phrase. It's called comfort food. And it's not called that for nothing. Food is yummy. And very often, the shittier the food, the better it tastes. Okay? Is there anything better than McDonald's french fries? I'm sorry. Okay? Like, but they're not good for you. But very often, when we're not feeling well emotionally, we want to feel good. We want to avoid unpleasant emotions. We want to distract ourselves from them. We want to medicate them. This is the reason why people drink. Just the other day on Facebook, I think it was yesterday on Facebook, I put a post on Facebook and I said, okay, this is my Grinch post of the season, my only one. And what I was referring to is I was listening to some Miller Lite commercial on the radio. You know, it says, oh, enjoy Miller Lite this holiday season and celebrate responsibly. Okay. And I thought to myself, how often uh, are we drinking to, to, to really celebrate something? Right? When you're having a beer, a glass of wine, some tequila, a little vodka, a little whiskey, how often are you really celebrating something? <laughs> Isn't it true that you're avoiding something? <laughs> so I said, you know, Miller Lite, you know, it, it, you know, enjoy the holiday season and avoid your feelings responsibly. Okay? So most, whenever we're altering our state of consciousness, it's because we don't really like our state of consciousness. We don't like how we're feeling. We don't like what we're thinking. We don't. We don't. It's, we don't, we don't feel comfortable and alive in this moment. So you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna medicate myself. Alcohol, drugs, food. Food has not the same effect as alcohol. It doesn't make you drunk, but it's. It's got a rush to it. It's it's usually sugar is the kind of crap that we want to eat when we're eating emotionally. And sugar affects your insulin levels and it affects your mood temporarily, of course. That's the trouble with this, right? Like if, if you were suffering from anxiety or feeling a little depressed or down or discouraged, and you were able to eat one box of cookies and you would never, ever, ever again feel anxious or depressed or down, I would say that's a good deal. Eat the box of cookies. If one box would keep you from ever experiencing those feelings again, that sounds like a pretty smart thing to do. If having one six-pack of beer or one bottle of wine would make you never feel lonely again or bored again the rest of your life, oh, Jesus, do that. Right? But, but it doesn't work that way. <laughs> After you drink that bottle of wine, not only does the loneliness come back, but now you got a hangover and you feel like shit. And, you've, and you just put about 3,000 calories in your body. Okay? So this whole deal of emotional eating is perhaps the number one stumbling block to actually losing weight, other than the willingness issue. Okay, that the willingness issue is it, um, but the way we deal with our emotions. If if we don't know how to deal with our feelings of boredom and loneliness and stress and overwhelm and anger and sadness and fear and grief and you name it, if we don't know how to deal with that stuff, that stuff is too painful to just 
ignore. I mean, those feelings can't be ignored. Anxiety can't be ignored. Depression can't be ignored. You're going to do something to relieve yourself of that. And very often it might be alcohol or drugs or something that could, could be porn, could be shopping, you know, you gambling. Um, but I think one of our favorites, man, is eating. I'm going to eat something. Right? Can you relate to that? Of course you can relate to that. Okay? So all that means is if you want a, a sustainable weight loss, if, if, if you want to be healthy, then you need to take a holistic approach to this whole thing. This is not just about knowledge. Okay, you might need a little bit of that, but probably not. It's not just about your motivation, right? It's also about, I need to learn how to manage my emotions because if I can't manage those emotions, I'm going to fall off the wagon and I'm going to eat because it's it's my comfort food. It's it's what I know I do when I'm feeling down or or depressed or stressed out. So emotional intelligence, your relationship to your emotions is a critical component to sustainable healthy lifestyles and getting yourself in a body shape that you're really comfortable with. Okay? Learning how to manage emotions. Now, in this podcast, it's it's that's too much of a topic um, to address here. I have addressed it in other podcasts, which you can find. I, I think there's one podcast that's called What to Do When You're an Emotional Wreck. Okay? So you can find that easily um, on my podcast page. And I can tell you one of the things you should not do when you're an emotional wreck is eat potato chips <laughs> or go to McDonald's. <laughs> because it, it's just not... You'll feel better for a little while, but then it's going gonna, it's gonna to be worse afterwards. Right? So I, I, I guess I just want to bring that issue up and I, I want to impress it upon you because I think you already know this, but I'm hoping that you will take it more seriously. Maybe in 2022, if you're going to make a resolution, don't make a resolution that I want to lose 10, 20, 30, 40 pounds. My resolution is I want to learn how to manage my emotions. Because if I can't manage my emotions, they manage me. And they make me fat. And they will ruin my relationships. Have you not figured out that if you can't handle your emotions, you're a nightmare to be around? Because you're probably blaming other people for how you feel or you're expecting them to fix how you feel. If you don't know how to manage your emotions, you certainly don't know how to be with someone else's emotions. If you're in a relationship and you can't be present with someone's anger or sadness or fear or disappointment, if that makes you uncomfortable, if you say, I often tell guys, if you tell your woman, no, man, go talk to your girlfriend about all those emotions. Go talk to your mother or your sister. You're going to be single very quickly. (laughs) So emotional intelligence is not only know how to deal with your emotions, but how to deal with other people's emotions. And that's all in that field of emotional intelligence. 
So, so maybe that might be the greatest thing you could do for yourself in 2022 is like, I want to work on that part of my life. Because if you get that part of your life under control, like you have these emotions and you're like, okay, I'm not going to use food to sort of medicate them. And I don't have to use food to medicate them because I know other ways of dealing with the feelings that don't require food, right? Because you do have the feelings. You, you, there's boredom and loneliness and stress and overwhelm. They have to be dealt with. You could do it with food, but you know it doesn't work. It only temporarily, right? Then, it, then you're feeling worse and you're more overweight, right? So the feelings have to be dealt with. You just don't need food. There are techniques and tools. There's a mindful approach to managing your emotions, there's the conventional approach. The conventional approach is just to avoid them, is just to drown them, vent to your friends, spiritualize them. Oh, I trust God. It's all going to be okay. You know, no, no, that's avoiding. There's, that's, we, we spiritually bypass our emotions. We eat our emotions. We drink our emotions. We justify them. We rationalize. There's all kind. In my book, I think I list 10 different ways we avoid our feelings. Okay. So learning to be, to, to, to have the mindful approach to your emotions, man, would that be an excellent resolution? And I'm guessing you might need help with that. And that's what I do. Really. You know, in my book, Relationship Boot Camp, Right, hardcore training for life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. I the book is broken down in seven sections. I call them seven relationship muscles that you need to have in shape if you're going to have a healthy, sustainable relationship. Well, it wouldn't surprise you to know that your relationship to your emotions is one of those muscles. It's a critical muscle that you've got to have be strong and fit in that part of your life. If you are going to have relationships that are healthy rather than dysfunctional, that last rather than are short term and fall apart. Okay? So if I can help you with comfort food, if I can help you learn how to manage your emotions and not look to food or alcohol or drugs or porn or shopping or gambling, you name it. Okay? If I can help you become more emotionally intelligent, please reach out to me. I'm a genius at this. Okay, I, 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 There's some things I'm good at. There's some things I'm not good at. But this, this is what I do as a coach. Okay, So if I can help you, just reach out. My email is Roy at coachingwithroy.com. My cell phone number, literally my cell phone number, 407-687-3387. Reach out to me and say, Roy, I want to I wanna work on my emotional intelligence this year because it's screwing up my, my physical body, it's screwing up my relationships, uh, and my own emotional state is, I'm a wreck. Uh, I, 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 need, I need wisdom, I need growth in that part of my life. I would love to have that conversation with you. All right, thanks for your time. Um, I always, as always, subscribe to the podcast, share it with people. Um, no matter where you're listening to this, this podcast is available on all the platforms. 
so you can find it anywhere that's and you can share that with people so you know appreciate any support you can give to the podcast so that these kinds of messages get more widely out into the world all right until next time uh, i appreciate your attention talk to you later bye-bye You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.